0: Today I want to take you to a passage of scripture where the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, the lack of time, I'm not reading it, but it says, In the last days he will pour out the Spirit upon all flesh. Peter is quoting a passage of scripture in the book of Joel, when the Holy Spirit came upon them in the upper room. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 14 Peter stood up with the leaven and raised his voice and proclaimed them, fellow Jews and all the residents of Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Pay attention to my words, for these people are not drunk, I suppose. It's only nine in the morning. <laughs> On the contrary, what was spoken through the prophet Joel that it will be in the last days. God I will pour out says God I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh that your sons and your daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions and your old men will see dreams I will even pour out my spirit upon my servants in those days both men and women and they will prophesy and I will display wonders in heaven above and signs on earth below blood and fire and a cloud of smoke the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon on the blood before the great and the glorious day of the Lord comes. that everyone who calls of the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So. After they were filled with the spirit. Peter standing up with the 11. And preaching this passage from the scripture. From the book of Joel. The prophecy being fulfilled. And he says this is the prophecy of the book of Joel and getting fulfilled and he said I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh the young men will see dream old men will see dreams and the young will when we see visions when the Holy Spirit comes upon you there's an influence over your life the Holy Spirit always influences lives the Holy Spirit does not just come and sit on somebody you know what I'm saying and uh, that person is going to be parked on that seat for life there is a certain kind of influence, a good influence, because Nehemiah 9 calls the Holy Spirit, the good spirit. So it's a good influence. <laughs> Some certain people you sit with them, is a bad influence. You know what I'm saying? They'll influence you out of your fellowship with God. They'll influence you out of your fellowship with the church family. They'll influence you out of a good marriage. But when you sit with the Holy Spirit, they always influence you to fall in love with Jesus again, to read the Bible, to worship the Lord, to come out of your backsliding, to more than anything, he will impart a dream and a vision over your life. In the Old Testament, Joshua and Caleb. The Spirit of God gave them a dream when they were young guys, the Joshua generation. The Bible says, these guys, when they became 80 also, such influence of the Holy Spirit, they had the dream so visible and alive in them. They said, at 80, I can take over a mountain. These are not stories. These are realities. When the Holy Spirit influences you, even at 80, There is something alive, powerful that capture your heart and your mind and your life and make you move forward like a young man, like a young boy. So the Holy Spirit influences us with dreams and vision. They're called the deeds of God. The deeds of God. If somebody don't have dream there is no vision. People suffer, my people suffer. Why? When they don't have a dream and a vision about their lives, It's not automatic. Most people evaluate their lives, looking at the temporary circumstances. As a matter of fact, the temporary problems have made them to forget their dreams. Hallelujah. The temporary circumstances have made people to forget their dreams. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 21. There is something powerful. I hope you will learn something. Yesterday I was saying one of the ways to know that something good is going to happen is your head is going to take the back seat and your heart will be on the driver's seat. Your heart should take your life forward, not your head. Anyway, we will come to all that. 1 Samuel chapter 4. Then she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel, because the ark of God had been captured, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It is saying... She named his child Ichabod. You know who this is? This is Eli, or Prophet Eli, as we say. Eli, Prophet Eli's daughter-in-law. Her father-in-law, her husband, died. The Ark of the Covenant was lost in a creature of tragedies three tragedies and then the daughter-in-law died father-in-law husband Now the daughter-in-law is dying and the bible says before she died she's calling Ikabol, the children ichabod which means no future no future glory was still there the covenant still there she should have said the glory will return she should she should not have give up, given up on her dreams in a temporary situation but she is looking at the temporary situation and said it's all hope is gone the glory is gone Ichabod, no future hallelujah are we like that if not speaking <laughs> from a heart Oh, from through our mouth, in our heart in our mind, the glory has gone Its Corona has come it, it's stolen everything from our lives, our job our peace our lives our ministries, all hope gone, or will you say no, the glory will come back the glory will return this is just a temporary situation Hallelujah. Look at the life of Joseph. The Bible says, when Jesus was buried, arimathea Joseph, he was buried in the tomb of Joseph of arimathea He gave it to Jesus, the burial ground. The Bible says, proper medical checkup was done on Jesus. <laughs> that's an that's a addition. What I'm saying is, it was told that Jesus was died and buried and there is no way that Jesus could rise again but the Bible says three days Jesus used that burial ground hallelujah Jesus never bought a burial ground for himself he used that burial ground and gave back after three days never buy that you can borrow never buy that you can borrow don't buy problems maximum it will be there for three days jesus did not say oh this is going to be forever no he took that burial ground for three days and gave it up there might be some temporary situations there might be some delays in your life. Borrow it for three days like Jesus borrowed it for from Joseph the and Give it up. Don't buy that you can borrow. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Never buy things that you can let go. Never write a book on problems that you should not have kept in your life for more than three days. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus never bought it; he borrowed it. Glory to God. Tonight, today morning, Hallelujah. Certain problems might be there. Don't keep it with you; just let go. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sometimes, when you say, when you are moving in a dream, in a vision. There can be divine delays, divine delays. That is the time that you should learn to manage it, not move in the flesh and saying, Oh Lord, it is over. God will bring you out of it. Look at a person called Joseph in Genesis 37 and the eighth verse. The Bible says, his brothers said to him shall you indeed reign over us or shall you indeed have dominion over us so they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words and he recognized it and said it is my son's tunic a wild beast has devoured him without doubt joseph is torn to pieces the bible says in genesis 37 he was hated for his dreams If you are in a pub drinking and boozing and watching movies and uh, doing your own thing nobody has a problem they love you the world will love you as their own the moment you step into your calling the moment you step into the dream god has given you all the hell will break loose (laughs) hallelujah in home in the world all the hell will break loose because it's a false evidence you look at that and think oh my God God is not there but Joseph knew there was a dream most of us have perfect faith in the false evidence perfect faith in, in our fear what is fear false evidence appearing real so convincing blessed be the name of the lord sometimes our problems are so convincing hallelujah that we think life is over we think there is not another chance We think that there is no uh, continuity in our lives. But this morning, God will resurrect the dreams again in the name of the Lord. Lift your hands and say, God will resurrect my dreams again in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Don't consider temporary problems going to stay in your life forever. Lift your hands and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will anoint your hearts once again. It will destroy every yoke, remove every word and It will give life again. It will make your dreams alive. Hallelujah. Don't put your faith in false evidences in the name of the Lord. Dana, dana vana, adana, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. So here false evidences appearing real upon the life of Jacob, thinking about Joseph had a dream. Brothers hated him for his dream. Placed him in the pit. The verse 33 we read. His father himself thought, my God, my favorite son. I thought he would grow up into something mighty. I clothed him with a robe of many colors. All my hope is gone. Even his own father, Jacob's thought like that. But look at Genesis 45. I got a very interesting scripture to encourage you this morning. If you get this into your heart, I pray that there will be a resurrection in your dreams. Genesis 45 and the 28th verse. Then Israel said, it is enough. Jacob said, yeah, Jacob who became Israel. Yes. It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. Hallelujah. Yes. I will go and see him before I die. It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. When God brings you into the time of the fulfillment of your dreams, God will give you enough and more evidences to know that your dream is alive. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He says, It is enough. Now he's saying, the same guy who said, I think my dream is over. My son is being devoured by vicious animals, wild animals. is saying, no, no, my dream is a lie. Glory to God. True and enough evidences for me to believe. May God bring you true and enough evidences this morning to know that your dreams are alive for the glory of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen i can see your face i don't know whether you are as uh excited as i am <laughs> blessed be the name of the lord hallelujah i mean we cannot make up excitement only the holy spirit can deal with our hearts glory to god look at romans 12 and third verse now we will we heard about the dreams so we will uh, deal with the block so where the problem lies in Romans 12 and 3rd verse. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Hallelujah. Today is a teaching to think soberly. Hallelujah. To think soberly life we have to think soberly hallelujah look at one more scripture proverbs 23 and the 7 see that before i come there that word as a man thinketh that word means to consider something that means to have an opinion that means to live regard to something to live in regard to something in our mind there is you have to regard what do you regard yourself in your mind how do you regard yourself how do you see yourself it's very important in your mind that's why so many people are staying in limitations in their mind they are limited how do you regard what is your opinion how do you consider your life What is the opinion you have about your own life? I pray that this morning God will release your mind out of negative emotions, negative mindsets. There is a fish called the piranha. It has even the power to eat a human being. If you go to Google and check up the piranha fish, it can even eat the human being. But If the fish is put in a glass and you close that, you close that fish in a jar, it cannot receive anything. It's blocked. And if you put it for a few years, it is accepted that this is all that I am, this is all that I can reach. It is in an accepted place. even if you took that glass away it will not jump out of that water and think that okay i can even eat a human being because in its thought it has accepted its limitation because of the experiences of the past i'm saying so many people because of the limitations that the enemy has placed over your life you have accepted that you cannot jump beyond a certain level you can you are not a big fish supposed to be growing in a sea you can even eat a human being you have accepted your in your thoughts you have accepted your limitations because of what you have experienced hallelujah that's exactly what proverbs 23:7 says what a man thinketh in his heart so is he the problem with our lives is in our mind. We've accepted our marriage will never work out. You know, I was counseling yesterday somebody. So accept it. I said, You have to work on the marriage. Accept it. Hallelujah. It's not going to work out because the devil has put that marriage in a glass and put a lid on it. I'm saying. Hallelujah! You can call yourself pirana, but you act like a small fish because you have accepted the limitation because of the experience of the past. Look at look at Proverbs twenty three seven. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Hmm. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Ah. Uh-huh. We always speak first word as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But he explains Proverbs. Solomon is explaining. What does he explain? Eat and drink, he says eat, to you. Eat, the food. eat and but drink, he says to you. But his heart is not. Free. His heart is not there. So it is not just enough for what you say with your mouth. He's saying in his heart, he's not there. His heart is not free. What you say is different from what is in your heart. It's important that you confess what is in your heart, in your mind. Whoever is free in Christ, a child of God. Hallelujah. His heart is free. He will lift up his head. His mind become free. If anybody is in Christ, Jesus is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. He, Sometimes people say, I am a child of God in their mouth, but in their mind, they think they are the child of the devil. <laughs> they walk as if they are the child of bondage. The child of limitation. The child without hope. The child without a dad, a mom, a child without opportunities. <laughs> May that lie be broken this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah say open your mouth and say i'm highly favored of the law i'm greatly loved by god i'm irrevocably blessed because even for me jesus died on the cross two thousand years ago i've accepted him as my only lord and savior i am saved i am healed i'm delivered hallelujah so the bible goes on to say in romans 12 3 how you should think it says don't think highly of yourself hallelujah don't think highly of yourself there are three groups of people people number one who thinks highly of yourself they think that they don't need everybody they know everything they don't need a pastor they don't need their parents they don't need other believers they are great i'm saying like pastor said other day you no child of God, no sheep can live without a pastor. A pastor left. life is a futureless life. Every pastor needs a pastor. Every apostle needs an apostle. Every leader needs a leader. Every child of God, every sheep needs a pastor. Nobody can live a life thinking that they know everything. There's nothing like that. Hallelujah. Then there's another group, the extreme. I am useless. <laughs> one thing i am highly i i am great i am mighty you know i'm saying i know everything the other group thing i am useless hallelujah nothing good is going to happen but we have to come into the middle ground that is to think soberly balanced thinking hallelujah in other words i'm saying i'm a good pastor but i'm not better than somebody else that's a balanced thinking hallelujah i'm a good husband but i'm not better than my wife i'm a good wife but i'm not better than my husband hallelujah think soberly i'm a good singer but i'm not better than somebody else We are always thinking, oh, I'm better than that person. I'm better than that person. I'm better, I'm a better pastor. I'm a we have a better church. No, no, our church is good. But we are not better than we're not saying we are better than somebody else's church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The so, sober. sober. A lot of grace that will flow if you think like that. There's a lot of acceptance that will come of other people. Three things to think. Number one, what God has given you, what God has not given you, and what God has given to others. This will bring a soberness in our lives. What God has given you, know what God has given I know exactly what God has given me. And I know exactly what God has not given me. That's why I have people around. I have divine helpers, system. I have a man of God above me. I... I, 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 Honor my wife and my children because I know what God has given me and God not given me. God has given through other people, that keeps me humble. Hallelujah! If husband thinks that he is everything, yeah, to tell them for ten times. Tomorrow onwards, you'll have to start fasting. <laughs> there, there will not be any food off the table. <laughs> now you know why I'm fasting always. I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) hallelujah so don't think so highly of yourself and put, put your spouse down you know five things God has given everybody you know five things God has given everybody number one life Jesus said I've come to give you life and life in all its abundance everybody has got that life nobody can say Oh, he has a better life and Jesus has not given me a good life. No, everybody, the Zoe life of Christ is there in everybody. You just have to tap onto it. Hallelujah. The Zoe means the extra life, simple, the overflowing, the God kind of life. the associates of the God kind. His divine power has given all things that pertain to life and Godliness. Everybody has been given. So it's life for everybody, the God life, the extra everybody had pomegranates figs the land was good there was grapes for everybody but only two people tapped onto it joshua and Caleb. Rest of them said no no the giants are there so everybody has a life abilities talents at least every child of god has got one talent there is nobody that who does not have at least one talent if you understand the bible opportunities There's opportunities for everyone. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then there are people, the grace, the blessing of people. Many people don't reach their full potential. It's because they are in John chapter 5. The difference between John chapter 5 and Mark chapter 2 was John chapter 5, the man in the pool of Bethesda for 38 years and says, I don't have a man to help me. Where in Mark chapter 2, there were four men who took the paralytic man and brought to Jesus. There were divine helpers. There were the gift of people who brought them down into that place so Jesus could heal. Whereas the man in John 5, do not have any man, no man to help him. Ask the Lord for the gift of people to come into your life. Never take, devalue the gift of people. People who helps you, people God has put in your life the so worst thing that you can do. And number five, grace. Grace is given to everyone. Titus chapter two, verse eleven. Grace has appeared unto all men, teaching them to deny godliness, ungodliness, and lust. It's appeared to all men. We need to think soberly to activate these gifts. To this, we need to think soberly to activate this grace. Hallelujah. Whether life, abilities, talents. We need to think soberly. If we want opportunities, we need to think soberly. Grace has to flow first for the op- before opportunities can flow. Joseph was in the prison, but still had an opportunity. God has given him an opportunity to fulfill the dream. Why could this happen? Because grace is activated in tough places even in tough places when the grace is there opportunities oh open up not recognizing grace will keep us in our bondage in our smallness hallelujah look at david and saul david had a boss who envied him a boss who was demon possessed but david saw as an opportunity david understood as a grace functioning is an opportunity for the shepherd to get in and to become a king hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord but jacob also i mean david also recognized it is also an opportunity for a shepherd boy to be under a king he did not devalue saul and put him down look at my demon possessed boss he didn't say that because david understood it's an opportunity to learn the protocol of the kingdom he's a shepherd boy he has never known the protocol and to take care of the kingdom and to how to build a kingdom how to the know the protocols of the land he had to be associated with king saul to learn that so that later when god anoints him as king he's ready so when david though he was demon possessed envious he stayed with him behaved wisely stayed with the king and learned the protocols of the kingdom. Hallelujah. All those who are in business and work, you can put down your boss how much ever you want to. But remember, if you want to be an entrepreneur, take be a boss of your company one day. If you're going to put down that boss so much, you will have no association, no proximity to learn how to manage the full company. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But inside all those problems that you're facing, God's grace will begin to flow. Hallelujah. You have to walk in joy. Enjoy the journey. I've seen, I've associated from my life when I stepped up for God. Very difficult people. And I used to hate it. Because I was brought up in a home where it was like a robe of many colors. You know what I'm saying? i was the only son so my for me for my dad i was always special <laughs> throwing into the difficult people tough people i thought oh man what did i sign up for <laughs> but it's an opportunity to learn what you don't learn in israel in your own home you will learn in egypt what you don't learn in the shepherd tent you will learn with a tough boss Hallelujah, blessed be the name of Jesus. We want to do great things for God, but we have 1920 mindset, backward thinking. <laughs> yes, saying eh? we still have to recognize what the Lord is doing post corona times, how the Lord is moving. Hallelujah, have to stay in together, work together. We are God's workmanship, but we are also in a body. We have to dream together, we have to be in the body. We have be connected to each other. That's why all the Zoom meeting is not just for to pastor to after Sunday meeting, you know, again to pray and to get up and lose sleep and to do, you know, one more meeting as if, you know, it's, it's fascinating. No, it is to connect you to your dream. That's what Revival Morning is all about. Connecting the people from around the world who have been a part of our lives, connecting, trying to connect everybody, old and the new together. So that can fulfill the dream of preaching the gospel. Can stir up unique talents inside of you. To reach the unreached. Hallelujah. To prepare you. To fashion you. To stir up the gifts and the callings inside of you. Hallelujah. That's why we grow. You will grow in the place God has placed you. Like I told you in the Oxford library, pastor said, you know, there are misplaced books they are called the lost books misplaced is equal to lost if you are god has placed you in a church and you go to another church it's as good as you are being lost because that's not the, the church like i said we are good that church is better definite. we i'm not saying that's not a better church but that's not the place where god has put you you have to be where god has put it that's where you're going to grow that's where your potential will be seen you always grow in the place god has placed us hallelujah so holy spirit influence in our dreams and visions and god wants us to grow together he wants us to think correctly as a child of God, hallelujah. Knowing that you're blessed, I'm called, I can do something special for God this morning. Hallelujah. I'm not just born to fill the space on earth. <laughs> no, I am uniquely talented and blessed, and before God takes me home or Jesus comes back, ask the Lord to reveal that one specific thing that God has placed here on this earth. One ministry was enough for David to shepherd to become a king. One ministry, one talk, one message can change your life when you understand deep within the grace, the talent, the calling God has placed within you. Let's close our eyes, pray, let's submit and surrender to the Lord.